Going through a divorce is daunting and can make you feel financially vulnerable. Ampla Finance can help. Unlike other loans, there's no need for any ongoing monthly repayments. You're only charged loan interest on the amount of money used to pay your solicitor's fees as your case progresses, and the easy-to-use online tool keeps you in full control throughout the process. Your loan is normally repaid in full when you reach settlement, so between now and then, you have peace of mind that the cost of your divorce won't impact your day-to-day -day needs. Ampla Finance puts you at the heart of everything they do and can help you to make the fresh start you're looking for. To find out more, click the link in the podcast description or visit www.amplifinance.com. Hello and welcome to the Smart Divorce Podcast. I'm Tamsin Kane and I will be your host. In Series 3, we will be speaking to a number of experts and professionals in the divorce arena and answering the questions that we get asked most often. If you've got a question and you don't think we've answered it yet, please do get in touch. You can email me at tamsin at smartdivorce.co.uk. Now over to our guests. Today we're talking designing your future life with uh, divorce and business coach Helen Slater. I really enjoy talking to Helen about how to work out what your big goals are, how to think back introspectively back to your childhood, all about things that bring you joy so that you can work out what those big things that you might want out of life are. And once you figure out what they are, how to go about getting them. I really liked some of her ideas. Um, she talks quite a lot about thinking about making a roast dinner and uh, breaking it down into the steps that you need to take in order to do the big things, So, such as uh, putting the meat in the oven. So what's your equivalent in the big thing that you want to do? It's really useful um, to me to hear her talk about how to reset and refocus these goals if they're not going quite according to plan and also that we shouldn't be afraid of realising that the goal that we had really isn't the one for us in any case. I really hope you enjoy the conversation as much as I did. Hi and Today I am delighted to be joined by the fabulous Helen Slater. Hi Helen, how are you doing today? Hello, I'm good, thanks. Are you? Excellent, I'm good, thank you. I very much enjoyed having a guided tour of your office earlier on today on Instagram. Very fabulous. Oh, thanks. I love noticing other people's houses and particularly like where people work from, you know, online, you sort of get to see all of the, you know, the scenes, don't you, just from their showreel. So I love seeing all the behind, behind the scenes stuff. So I thought, why not show off what, uh, where I work? Definitely. Um, no, I really loved it. You've inspired me. I might have to do something similar later in the week. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about um, designing your future life um, and some tips um, from your experience of working with your clients in this area. So where, where should we start? Um, I think it's it's good to, I think we talked about this very previously, haven't we, about how I think we're all very, very good at acknowledging what's wrong and what we don't want. And we know that we want something different and we don't want what we have now. 
but I think it can be quite difficult to understand. For some people, it's very easy, but I think for a lot of people, understanding what it is that you do want when you get asked the question is very, very difficult to identify without doing that introspective work first to really get a clear view on what's next for you. And sometimes, particularly, um, if you have like big visions maybe for starting up a business or for moving house or um, for earning a certain amount of money in your career, it can seem like an absolute mountain. So I think one of the key things is, is to break everything down into really small bite-sized chunks, simplify everything. So that's a, that's a really tricky one. Um, I don't know how you feel about this, but I, I have a bit of a mental block with goal setting. So this is, we've tipped straight into um, something I personally find really difficult. So if you've, if you've got a goal, say you want to earn a certain amount of money in three years time, five years time, how do you go about breaking that down into actual things that you can do to action to make that happen? Okay, so I think it's like anything, whether you've got to do something um, in 12 weeks time, in two years time, in 10 years time, I think is I, I would say to my clients, it's like cooking a roast dinner or planning a holiday, thinking about what the end goal is, what the biggest chunk you need, biggest piece you need to do. So it might be the meat going in the oven or booking your flights or whatever it may be, that, that significant part of it understanding kind of what that big piece is what that big picture is and then working backwards so say you'd set yourself a goal that you want to double your salary in three years time doing a piece of research you know understanding what that would look like what those kind of roles would look like what you need to do to put yourself then in the position so breaking it down maybe into the individual elements of what you need to do to get there in three years time maybe you need to do some more training maybe you need to start you know networking a bit more maybe you need to start working on your LinkedIn profile maybe you need to start speaking to people who maybe work in that industry to understand a little bit more so I think initially it's about that foundation setting understanding what it is that you need to do to take you from where you are now to where you want to be and then working backwards so thinking if you want to do an MBA and that's going to take you two years to do that for example where do you need to do that how are you going to get the money together to actually do it how are you going to fit that time in each day maybe you you know maybe you're a single parent maybe you have children you work full-time it's figuring out how that all works and then just working through that process year by year about what you need to do each year, what you'd like to do each year to get slowly towards that end goal. So I think it's that breaking it down, understanding fully what you want to do and committing yourself to it, being realistic about what is achievable over that period of time, doing the research and then breaking it down and putting a plan in place initially for your first 12 weeks, maybe your first six months to a year and understand where you need to be at the end of the year to start moving yourself forward. That's really good advice. I think um, one of the things that a lot of people struggle with when it comes to these sorts of plans and goal setting and having a, a kind of, I'd really like to do that, but it seems a bit ambitious, then they set lovely goals and targets and they have a plan and then they're not where they hoped they would be by a certain point so rather than just kind of refocusing 
um, and re-looking at the goal that they chuck the baby out with the bathwater. That is a nice 1950s phrase for you. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. everything goes. It's like, oh, scrap it then. What? How do you get around that? I think one of the things I would say to my client is we are going, we're not going to get everything perfect and right straight away. There will be, we are going to have to probably shift and change it. I think the most important thing is to get going, is to actually get into action, to get moving, is to actually begin. And then we can start tweaking and changing as we go. And just because maybe we haven't got to where we wanted to be at that point, that is not a failure. You're still moving in the right direction. You're still aiming towards something. But also maybe during that period of time, maybe you've changed your mind. Maybe what you thought you wanted, you don't. Maybe you find something else that you're more interested in. But I think fundamentally it is, it's about moving forward and getting into action, no matter how small those steps are, just taking that sort of time to think about what you can do each day and each week to move towards those goals. I think that's the most important thing. Not berating yourself, not therefore thinking, well, I failed just because of that. No, you haven't failed. You know, you're you're working in the right direction. It's just sort of saying to yourself, you know, is this still right for me? What do I need to do to move me even closer to that? Is this still a real priority for me? Where am I kind of like getting in my own way, so to speak? You know, where am I making excuses? And I think it's also an opportunity to see what old patterns are maybe forming as well as you're moving forward. Because I think we can like January, for example, we can all set off going, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to eat less carbs. I'm going to do this exercise. By the end of the month, most people have forgotten all about it. And I think it's just being realistic and just, you know, going easy on yourself as well, but also not letting yourself make excuses and bring those old, let those old habits of, oh, I'm just going to sit and, you know, watch TV tonight. I can't be bothered to do that bit of my course or, you know, this weekend, oh, you know, I want to do this instead. It's about like, is this important to me? And if it is, therefore, I need to make sure that this is a bit of a priority, not to put the pressure on myself. So you get into a state of overwhelm, which is obviously another big concern for a lot of my clients they find themselves feeling quite overwhelmed when they're trying to move on towards the next day yeah and I think what you were saying about prioritizing is really important you know I know myself because I'm a glutton for January there's a list of things that I've said to myself I want to try and do these things every day um and I'm kind of writing in my journal when I've done them um but then as soon as they get to a point of right I'm feeling overwhelmed because I've got too much kind of not beating myself up if I miss a day just go right okay reset back to it and I think um like you say overwhelm is definitely something that that can hit you quite and quite suddenly as well you sort of think oh well I'm doing all right and then oh yeah and that's when we need to listen out for things like the shoulds I should be able to do this I should have done that already. When you start hearing yourself saying the should, you know you need to step back immediately because that is your ego kicking in immediately. That is your ego stepping in and telling you what you should and shouldn't be doing. You need to step away from that and think to yourself, right, okay, so why maybe has this not happened? And that's okay that it hasn't happened. That's absolutely fine. But again, it's not overfacing yourself at the beginning. So maybe there's 10 things that you'd like to get done. You think, well, every day I'm going to do this. One thing I was taught, and actually one of the women on my podcast, Wilma um, McDonald, who's a nutritional therapist, is talking about, so there are some really simple things. So for one week, make sure you have an extra glass of water every day. And that will start start bringing that into your, into your life. Then week two, 
maybe just go out for an extra five minutes walk a day that you wouldn't usually do. Either extend it for five minutes or just quickly go out for a blast around the block for five minutes. Start building that. It's just about sometimes taking really small steps in your life and spreading them out rather than doing it all at the same time. You know, bringing them in gently and slowly and going easy on yourself. If you, if you fail one day, it doesn't matter. Tomorrow's a completely fresh day. Then remember that glass of water or remember to go out for that walk or remember you have got that little piece of work that you need to get finished for your coursework, you know. But just, again, it's just about sort of being realistic about your time. Yeah, yeah. that's really good advice. And, and she was fantastic on your podcast. If anybody's not heard Helen's podcast with Wilma, very much uh, say that it's uh, well worth a listen. Um, so... If we're thinking about goals that we want to achieve, we know what we don't want. Um, and you mentioned, well, you might want to move to a bigger house, increase your salary, start your own business. For a lot of people, after you've come out of the other side of divorce, working out what you want is a really difficult thing to do. Where on earth should you start? Okay. So... I think I recently had a call actually with a new client and one of the things she said is it's not just one of those new year new me kind of things I want to do I don't necessarily want to work for another company I'm just feeling a bit lost in life I'm feeling like my children are growing up I don't really know what I want to do next but I know that something needs to change but she didn't quite know how to do that introspective piece of work I think a really great starting point is to initially sort of look backwards. So I set my clients a number of questions. So things like, as a child, what did you dream of becoming and doing when you grew up? Simple questions like that. What was your favorite subject at school? And do you still have the same interests? Um, and I get them to kind of think about the stuff that brought them joy when they were younger, you know, what hobbies they had, you know, like say the things at school, what they just loved doing, you know, what made them happy? What thing, in, things were they really, really interested in? And are they still doing those things? And if not, why not? You know, is that something that they need to bring back into their life? So I get them to kind of start thinking about things like that. And I then start moving them forward. So, you know, I'd say to anyone listening, you know, start to think about what life stories may be from your past that you might retell over and over again in conversations with others. All those stories you may in your own thoughts kind of think about again and just start to think about those, the conversations that you're having, the stories that you're telling yourself, the conversations you're having with other people and the stories you're telling them maybe about your past, things that have happened to you, particularly when, you know, I've been divorced myself, you know, you, you can retell the stories of your divorce or um, again and again and things that went wrong and how it felt and just start to review the things those things you're talking about start asking yourself does this what I'm talking about now do these stories that I'm retelling myself are they supporting me now as the person I am standing here today or are they keeping me stuck and why are they keeping me stuck I think that's a really good thing because you start to become a little bit more aware of where your focus is and where your thoughts are. And whether or not you're a spiritual person and whether or not you believe in the universe and any of that sort of stuff, it is a fact that where your attention goes it grows, what you see grows. So say you're thinking about you really want to buy a red car. 
um, say a red Mercedes, I know there are other cars available out there, but say you want a red Mercedes, you'll start seeing red Mercedes everywhere because you're thinking about that. So it's about being very aware of those thought patterns that are happening. Um, and, And I think once you start becoming aware of those things, you can start feeling like, okay, so I don't want this story to be my story anymore. I don't want to feel that way anymore. And I'm realizing that I'm really holding on to that. Starting to get a little bit curious about why that might be and the things that you might then need to do to start moving you forward. But I think that's a really good starting point as well um, to start moving things forward. Yeah, that's a really interesting thought, actually. The whole thing about when it's in your head, you see it all the time. I know when I was pregnant, everybody on Altingham High Street was pregnant. And when I started running, Literally, I'm sure there were running runners coming out from the cracks in the pavement and slipping in front of me. So I think that's a really good idea. And, and working out what story you're telling yourself is um, is really interesting. I might have to work on that one myself and see uh, what I find out. Yeah, and I just say, you know, keep a little diary, you know, keep a diary. And we'll work through all these questions. So keep a diary and start sort of making a note of, recurring themes that are coming up thought patterns things that you're saying and it seems like really simple or some people feel a bit silly doing it to start with but actually what it does is gets you to start really really tapping into how you think and how that makes you then feel and then is when you have the power because then you can start shifting and changing that thought pattern and start thinking about okay so this is where I am now so what now next for me and one of the things that I also get people to do, you know, when they get to this point is to pretend they're an 80 year old them and get them to write a letter to themselves um, with any support and guidance where you are right now. So an 80 year old you writing to yourself now, so you're writing in the third person, which makes it so much easier to do sort of saying, you know, this is my advice to you. This is the support and guidance that I'd give to you right now. These are the things that you love. These are the things that you're brilliant at doing. You know, getting you to kind of like really start assessing, you know, the positive elements that are going on in your life now, the things that you're passionate about, but also some of the things you might be worrying about and thinking about, you know, who you would be in the future and that advice you would give to yourself as you are now. I think that's a really lovely thing to do as the next step as well. That's fantastic. I love the idea of that. There, there's some um, research been done recently about connecting, about your future finances being feeling really un- disconnected. And actually, I can't remember where the research was, but there's a I did a post on it a couple of months ago. Um, and there's there's some research done at one of the universities that says if you show people their future self, so you know you do the age aged photo version of you you show people that then they start saving for their futures because it becomes realistic they start seeing what their future self is like and I guess that's a a non-financial sort of benefit of doing the same sort of thing isn't it yeah absolutely and it's kind of like yeah getting you to sort of like and I think I think sort of when you get yourself so you know you get yourself in your kind they call it like you know your inner elder So you have like, you know, your inner child and your inner elder and then kind of where you are right now. 
And I think by tapping into that wisdom that you already have in yourself, if you if someone said to you, what are you brilliant at? A lot of people like recoil, they're very uncomfortable with that because we, we are kind of like, especially being British or whatever, we're told to like, you know, not show off or not behave in a certain way, not to sort of, you know, kind of like, you know, ring your own bell about how brilliant you are or anything. But I think by like putting yourself in a position of being your kind of your sage, you know, inner elder, what that does it gets you to sort of in the third person to sort of start looking in on yourself of what you are great at. And that could be anything, you know, I get my clients, you know, when they're in this place where they're not quite sure what's next or what they're good at, I'm like, write a list of all the things you've won over the years, the things that people come to you most about, the, the questions you get asked all the time, what have you done at work that you're already proud of? You know, it could be anything. And I get them to write a list of all that stuff. And I and I say to them, it could be making your child, your children feel safe and loved. It could be making an amazing roast dinner at the weekend. It could be being places on time. It could be being reliable, whatever it may be. Start to think about those things that you are really good at. And start creating a list of your strengths. Start creating a list of also your values about what is really, really important to you. And I think when you've done that kind of backwards work about who you were as a child and what made your heart sing and what brought you loads of joy, you then find yourself where you are now. You're starting to think about how you think, the words that you're using and whether or not that is serving you. You write to yourself, you use all of that inner wisdom and then you start identifying your strengths. You start identifying the things that you're great at, start thinking about all those things that you love, the things that you value. This then puts you in a really brilliant place to start thinking about how can I bring this into my life? Whether that be a job, whether that be just finding a new hobby and connecting with other like-minded people, it could be anything. But I think by doing that, that those first few pieces of work and really tapping into that, to really start doing that introspective piece of work, then you can start thinking about what you do want. Yeah, I think that's really fantastic advice, Helen. Thank you so much for joining us. If anybody does want to contact Helen um, with a view to potentially working with her and starting to do some of the work that she's talked about today, if you find that um, it's difficult to motivate yourself to do it or you're struggling to to work through those things yourself and we'll put Helen's contact details in the show notes for today so thank you so much for joining me today Helen and I'll see you again soon thank you so much for inviting me take care I hope you enjoyed today's podcast if you did please do think about writing us a review or giving us a lovely five star rating on itunes if that's where you're listening i hope you'll join us again next time